I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. And once you learn to allow authentic joy to be your mode of operation every day, you're happier in your daily life. Your your default vibration goes up. And the wonderful thing is, is that you release the need for the change. Welcome to the Stream of David podcast. I am here with Taya Bootcamp graduate, longtime Taya Bootcamp graduate, Brent Howell. And we're going to be talking about bringing joy into your life. This is our Joyful December series. And we know what the stream's teachings are if you've been listening to us. We know about universal law. And a lot of you started listening to this podcast probably because you wanted to improve your abilities around law of attraction and manifesting the things that you want in your life. But we know that when we break it all down, the reason that we want the things that we want is because we want to experience joy. And the stream tells us the more joyful we are, the more things we're going to attract into our lives that are going to bring additional authentic joy in. So that's what this episode is all about. Brent, welcome. Thank you, David. Good to see you again. Always, always great. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about how, what your life was like. Uh, and this, this isn't really meant to be a bootcamp testimonial, but most of our podcasts end up being that. Um, just talk, talk about that a little bit about what life was like before your practice. And now you're practicing, you're practicing joy, essentially, how that's transformed for you and, and how you got there. Oh, wonderful. Um, thank you. I'm always very happy to talk about the effect that Taya has made in my life uh, because it is the most positive experience that I've ever really gone through, and it continues daily. Um, uh, let's see here. Let's see. Three years ago, three and a half years ago, I began listening to your podcasts and they were probably getting to be around maybe a year old at that time or within a year of when you began them. And upon listening to your podcasts, immediately there were so many terms that you would uh, speak about that I had only thought about in my mind and had never really verbalized or put into words uh, or even studied. Um, my life at that time, oh, I was, let's say I was uh, before boot camp, before listening to the podcasts, I was uh, 56, 57 in that range. And I have been, my career, my, my life has been sales. And I would say that in my life, I probably have been 50% successful in sales, okay? Uh, you hear the, the, the trite uh, statements about feast or famine with sales, uh, and absolutely, I had some years of feast and some years of famine. So um, as I began taking ownership, learning from your podcast and taking ownership of my experience, my daily experience, taking ownership of what I was bringing into my life at that time and learning that I was responsible for taking, for bringing 
whatever was in my life uh, all the time. So I began looking inward at how did I get into this position? Uh, the position I was in was all right, 57, 56, 57, and going probably on about a 10 year long depression bender. Um, as life had gone by to that point, age, let's say 48, 50, mid fifties, I had become more and more depressed, more and more feeling like a failure, more and more uh, ha having more and more having less confidence in myself. So it was, it was really just becoming critical mass in my emotional state, heading in a negative direction. Now, for our listeners that are familiar with our tool, the vibrational spiral, you know very well that I was below neutral on our vibrational spiral. And we know that in that position, in that mindset, that we attract more of what we feel. So I could not break my abundance blocks. And uh, the abundance blocks were another term that, uh, David, you had, you discussed it on the podcast at that yeah, time. Yeah, I still, still use that every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, we that, about that, blocks daily here. Yes. that immediately hooked me. Because that was one of the terms that I that I knew I was struggling with, uh, wrestling with, and and hadn't been able to verbalize. And I'm like, okay, I got a block. I've got a wealth block. I've got a happiness block. I've got a, a joy block. I've got an abundance block. I'm you know I'm I'm blocked all around. So um, that's what my life was like um, at that time. You know, and and I could I could really you know describe. The, the layers of thought, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, the, the terminology that I use now being a Taya graduate and a Taya mentor uh, is habitual thought patterns, habitual thoughts, okay? Getting to the age that we are, you develop uh, automatic, unconscious, habitual thought patterns. And those thought patterns are they're developed by just our experiencing life okay whether it's uh, happy or or not happy trauma traumatic uh, hurt feelings encountering failure all right so we 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 set up these habitual thought patterns to be able to understand what's going on just to get through the day eventually those thought patterns habitual thoughts become voices, or at least they did for me. And they, they ran on automatic pilot all the time, even in my sleep. You won't, you'll never, it won't, just all this negative stuff. You'll never be wealthy. You'll never pay your house off. You'll never pay off the bills that you've got now. You'll, you'll never have a, a feeling of happiness and joy that, that David talks about. And just all this stuff. So I spoke with David and decided immediately to experience the Taya boot camp process. And I have to be honest, it, it took 
a good nine or 10 months time of, of daily thinking on the, the Taya tools and mindsets, uh, the new mindsets, the new perspective goals that we keep in mind that you learn from writing a new code for your life. We, we also talk about Taya being um, a new code for your life. So I went through boot camp and it was a, you know, eight week process or so eight, I think maybe I took 12 weeks. And afterwards, when I, when the, the classes, the, the, yeah, the modules had ceased, I didn't immediately become happy, joyful, abundant, uh, and raise my vibration. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, because I learned to identify the voices and the habitual thoughts and the self-destructive patterns that I was living. I identified them and I said, okay, here I am. And I had to intentionally apply the Taya tools daily in order to erase those destructive thought patterns, um, feeling patterns, not just thoughts, but feelings and moods, because feelings are emotions and they come from thoughts. But feelings are the energy that we possess daily to, to drive and give ourselves energy to go through the day. So yeah, I think um, you, brought, you brought up a really good point in that identifying the root causes, what we call the transgressors, the root causes of your abundance blocks is a huge step, but it's step one. You can identify them all you want, which is great. It's very helpful to do that, but then you've got to do the work. Like I said, let's take a quick break and we come back. I want to hear about the work that you've done that has gotten you to this, this improved place. Thank we'll you. be right back with Brent Howell. If you're interested in making the Taya practice your new way of life, Listen to what a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Having that sense of complete and utter, not just trust, it goes beyond trust to absolute knowing that um, the universe is absolutely there, just waiting for us to line up with this and just to let ourselves get out of our own way and just flow uh, with this beautiful process with this sense of trust and, and knowing. They transform their lives with a new operating system, and so can you. Click the link in the show notes and book your free, no-obligation Taya Bootcamp discovery session today. Now back to the show. We're back with Taya Bootcamp graduate Brent Howe telling us about his Taya Bootcamp journey and how uh, at the end of Bootcamp, I, I think what happens with Bootcamp, and we've changed it now, and so it's not this this 12 week in, in, intense thing that you've got to do it was eight and then we went to 12 weeks um over the years we have learned that everybody learns and experiences it differently and it's a very individualized thing now and all of you that that took it in the beginning sort of taught us that and i i think when when people graduate we don't graduate anyone from that program until we know they know the practice and they've seen it show up in their life that's the two criteria to graduate people, because I want to know that you know it, and I want you to have evidence that it works. 
And what I, one of the things I love about the stream's teachings is I cannot recall one time where they have come forth and said, do this because we say to do this. It is always, here is the guidance, take it if you wish to take it, ignore it if you wish to ignore it. There's no rules. This isn't uh, a religion <laughs> where you have to be obedient and apply it in your life and prove it to yourself. And I, I like that. We've always taught from that mindset. And when people graduate, they're usually graduating on a high. We have all these fantastic testimonials because everyone's on this high when they graduate. And we know that, that some people graduate and continue to practice and continue to see an unfolding occur in their life. And my life has been that in the practice. Uh, if you listen to, and I don't know everybody wants to do this, but I know a lot of people will discover us uh, usually via this podcast and they'll go back all the way back to 2017 and listen to every episode, sometimes twice. And I love hearing that, but you will hear my journey with the practice because I share everything. That's, that's something that uh, I've always done from day one is I've always just shared exactly how I'm utilizing the information, how I'm practicing it, what's unfolding for me in my life, what's twisting and turning and changing and evolving. Because at our best, we're, we are these, we're, we're evolving no matter what, but certainly at our best, we're always uncovering a new layer and a new version of ourselves. And you mentioned getting into your 50s, and I'm about to be 55 in a couple of months. And for me, the, my 40s were very transformative. I learned to love myself in my 40s. And 50s, I see for a lot of people, I think I kind of did my 50s and my 40s. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a time where you're either going to sort of shut down and accept that this is what my life is. This is all it's ever going to be and just move on toward death. <laughs> uh, or you're really going to shake things up. And I have to say my, uh, my brother is a few years older than me. Uh, I think he's about 58 and he retired this year from his job. He had a corporate job, just like I did. We both kind of had that same path, even though we're very different people. He retired at 58. And we were talking about how important it is to have a new purpose and have some new thing. And so he's pursuing self-employment now for the first time in his life. And he's finding it challenging, but interesting. But we talked about how our father lived for his retirement and retired in his 60s and didn't have many years in comfortable retirement because he got really sick. And he's been a, a, what I call a sick old man. Uh, for more than a decade now. He's over 80 and he spent his entire 70s as this really sick person. And that's his vibe now. And that's his thing because he didn't have any other purpose. So we default into a belief system no matter what. And his belief system was is that his purpose was, was complete in his career. And now he was just sort of sitting around. And in that sitting around, he became ill. And he's now his belief system is I'm an ill person. My wife takes care of me, my stepmother. And this, this is what my life is. And I see that, that that's his belief system and that's playing out. And he's actually, you know, I think he's 82 years old as this sick person. So we all create our reality. And if you're, you're in your fifties and you're going into your fifties and you're creating that reality that, well, this is it. I'm done. I'm an old codger. Now I'm over the hill. And I know that if you pay attention to what the matrix teaches us, you know, the extra pounds and the aches and pains and the graying hair or the missing hair, in my case, uh, all of that stuff could lead you down that path of, well, I'm just shutting down and getting older. And now it, what's next is death. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
even with the aches and pains, even with the added pounds, even with the hair loss and the graying and the, all the stuff that comes with age, you, can, you, you don't have to listen to what society tells you you're supposed to be. And you sure as hell don't have to let it take your joy away from you. So let's get back to your story. I was really loving um, your, your path to joyfulness. And then it wasn't instantaneous because I love the honesty in that. Oh, absolutely. So um, I exited the boot camp process in autumn of 2019 and very much felt like a baby bird leaving the nest. And I had to intentionally began flipping, flapping my wings. I had to intentionally after, you know, two or three weeks being out of boot camp and, and just, all right, I had to, to tell myself, dude, you got to put the, the tools into use. You went through the experience to learn, but it, it doesn't transform you. So I began applying the tools and I won't spend a lot of time going into all of the specific um, information about, you know, the modules and the tools, uh, because David covers that quite, quite well in the, the regular podcasts. But what I did learn was that we really can only hold one thought at a time in our mind. Uh, we can't, if we think we can multitask and hold multiple thoughts at the same time, you, you can't. So I began focusing on either a thought or a tool or part of what you learn in, in the, the boot camp experience is to believe that you can absolutely attain the dreams that you have, the dreams that maybe you had 20, 30 years ago, or the dreams that you just created as part of the boot camp experience for what I would like for the rest of my life now being in my late 50s. What, what is the best experience I could have for myself for the rest of my life? So I began focusing on those. And week after week, month after month of being diligent with continuing to process the information that I learned in boot camp. The old thought habits died away. And that's, that's how they work. A, a thought is simply just a little synapse firing. The more you fire it, the harder you wire it. The more you think it, the more it becomes real. And if I bring it up today, I've brought it to today. I didn't leave it six months or three years ago where it belongs. I brought it up to today. So those... I allowed the, the natural human process to happen for those old thought habits to, to die away, replacing them with the belief that I can be this dream vision of myself of who I want to be and what I want to be, what I want to have in my life, what I want to do, what I want to feel. And all right, there is a component of fake it till you make it with this so what yeah That's there's a component of that to everything in life though right absolutely we, putting know, the cart before the horse is how creation happens exactly you know if you're going through life responding to life and only responding to life you're not managing your life you're letting life manage you and that is a horrible miserable feeling 
you've got to take the initiative and the energy to set your intentions and put those out ahead of you at least a day at a time, okay? If, if, if for no other reason, an hour at a time or a day at a time and put those intentions out there and focus on those intentions and follow those weeks and months as you go along. And that process will allow all of the old to fall away. It is, it was very surprising to me, three, four, five, six, seven months after boot camp, all of a sudden I would have a new thought or I would hear, I would hear a negative voice that was buried under layer, under layer, under layer of all these or of these other feelings that were more present and loud and <clears throat> powerful and made themselves known. Well, as this outer layer of thoughts began to dissolve and, and go away, that allowed for the inner layers to be recognized. And once you hear that thought, I thought, wow. I haven't felt like that since I was in middle school when I was miserable, okay? For whatever reason, shy, uh, skinny, um, didn't have any self-confidence, whatever. But here would come a thought from middle school that I haven't had that time since that time, but it's like, okay, here's a thought. I don't want this thought to take life. I would apply our Taya uh, uh, tools and allow it to, to, to go away to, uh, what's the term we use David to, to negate something, um, detune, to detune, to detune a transgressor. Okay. So that was very yeah, surprising. Those of you listening, detuning, let me uh, just share real quick. Detuning yeah. is, is something that you do over time. That's what's detuning. You're not going to eradicate a, a transgressor mindset, uh, or a, a, a negative memory. You're not going to just decide that you're going to suddenly appreciate a lifelong transgressor and have that. I think anything's possible, but I don't think you're going to do that successfully because we're, we're operating in this polarity that takes our vibration up and down. And when our vibration is up, it's easy to do these things. It's easy to change your mindset. It's easy to dream big, but we're not always there. So polarity is going to drag our vibration down always systematically. We're on this roller coaster ride. And when our vibration goes down, suddenly we think differently. Those old transgressors come back. But when we do this, these exercises of detuning over time, they completely become benign. They just, they are no longer transgressors. In fact, they become uh, things that we appreciate. They become uh, things that we really look upon in authentic appreciation. And when we can do that from any place on our spiral, if you will, we know then that they're detuned. And that's a very powerful process. Exactly. It is, it is not like taking the, the on off knob of a, of a radio and turning it off. That's not detuning. Okay. Um, detuning is a gradual process over time. So anyway, as I continued to apply uh, the Tayo tools, I would begin to feel my mood. And, you know, we're talking about the vibrational spiral. I interpret and, and explain the vibrational spiral, my place on the spiral as my mood, my mindset. <clears throat> and, and over several months or a couple of years, I began to find myself just gradually, gradually gra rising on the vibrational spiral naturally. 
because I, I no longer had the number of negative transgressors or negative thoughts, feelings um, weighing me down. Oh, and boy, that was one of the very first um, wonderful experiences that I had. We're talking about joy is, wow, it's, it's, been, it's been two months or three months since I've had that negative thought. How nice it is. How nice it is to not hear this voice all the time telling me, you won't, you'll never, it won't be. The voice, they were gone. And David, you know, another, uh, another experience or another thought that, that came to my mind during all that time is with not having all of that negativity weighing you down, you enter a space to allow creation, new creation to automatically happen because my consciousness is not full of paying attention to all that negative stuff. I had a lot of free time on my hand for my consciousness to be happy and create and setting the intentions for what I wanted to have in my life were the seed and the energy behind the new creation of my new mindsets. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. Okay, good. So now, I want our listeners to also know that as you rise in the vibrational spiral and you reach the area above neutral, I don't recall immediately the, the initial descriptions immediately above neutral, but I was there and, and I could feel it. My life began to experience new things, better things, happier things, uh, a lighter feeling, a happier feeling, better moods. Um, man, David, I was depressed for 45, 50 years. And you know, guess what? I don't think I've told you this. About three months ago, I finally learned what the voice was inside my consciousness that kept me depressed all the time. And the, the voice, it wasn't even a voice anymore. It was a place that said, you'll never get what you want. That being was what kept me depressed for 50, 55 years. You won't get what you want. And just, just think of how many people are walking around with that, that MP3 <laughs> playing yeah. on a loop in their, in their mind all the time, because we are taught that you've got to settle. Not everyone's going to be a star. Uh, you know, you're, you're, we're taught that I was taught that in school. I was taught that by my parents that you're, you're never going to have the things that you want to have. And I, I think that there's some, there's some good intention behind lowering the expectation, but the people who really step out in the world and, and really chase their dreams are the very few that just choose to ignore that, or perhaps they're raised in an environment where they just don't hear that. Right. They're, they're raised in an environment with no limit to their success. Yeah. <clears throat> and my parents. Yeah. Why not? Why not raise your child? My, um, yeah. my friend Christina uh, went through boot camp years ago, and she's a, a Taya practitioner 
and she has a daughter who's nine years old now, and she's raising her daughter in this belief system that she can be or do or have anything that she wants. And she's doing great as a result of that. And she has another parent who doesn't think that way that I'm telling a lot of her business at this point, but, uh, and, and there's a big disconnect, uh, you know, with the other parent because the other parent is let's don't get our hopes up, you know, let's, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, it's, I, I see people that are thriving and they always have the spark within them, whether it came from themselves or it was instilled or fostered by somebody external, uh, it's there. And the good news is, is that I have witnessed in my work uh, with you and others, I have worked with people now in their 20s, all the way into their 70s. Correct. And I've seen these transformations across all of those decades. You can do it at any time. And there's nothing more rewarding than seeing someone in their 70s reinvent themselves in their 70s. It's amazing, but it's absolutely possible because I witnessed it and I still witness it daily. So- absolutely. Absolutely. The, the experiencing of daily joy, it's funny because a lot of times when people are, are going after law of attraction teachings, it's because they want to manifest specific things. I want a better job. I want a bigger house. I want more money. I want a better body. I want a better relationship. And I understand that because we're living in 3D and the experience of life as a human being is all about our preferences whatever they are. And the stream has said, there is no judgment from the energetic realm about what our preferences are. You can want to have a fleet of Rolls Royces, or you can want to feed hungry children, you know, that it doesn't matter what, what our desires are, what our version of abundance is, is ours. And there's no right or wrong from the energetic realm. Now, from the human perspective, certainly we value certain things more than others, but that's just a learned opinion. But so often people come into these teachings because they want to manifest a thing. Mm -hmm. And the real turning point for people is when they learn, they really learn to their core that manifesting the things is never going to really do what they think it's going to do for them. Right. That finding the path to daily joy is really what the things were all about all along. And once you learn to allow authentic joy to be your mode of operation every day, you're happier in your daily life. Your, your default vibration goes up. And the wonderful thing is, is that you release the need for the change. You no longer need to lose the 50 pounds before you allow yourself to be happy. You no longer uh, need the big bank account or the better job or the successful business or the you know, perfect partner or any of that stuff or the bigger house. You know, I'm into houses and I watch a lot of house stuff. And it's funny how the, the builders and all these show houses and things, it's always this, they create this little fantasy where wouldn't you love to live this way? Wouldn't you love to live in this big, beautiful house? And I can tell you, I, I have lived in and now live in a, a big, beautiful house and people come over and sometimes they, I, I had somebody come over that's working at, a, at an event that we're having here coming up. And um, he was looking around and says, one day, one day I'll have all this. And I kind of gave him that, that response that I've heard from people over the past. Just, you know, be careful what you wish for, because a big, beautiful house is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. And I, I was, um, uh, you know, I was trying to guide him back to be happy with what you've got now, because some of my fondest memories are when I lived in a one bedroom apartment, you know, 
not in a big, beautiful house. You know, I love living here and it's, it's, it's wonderful to live in such a place, but it in and of itself does not bring authentic joy if you don't have the joy first. And I've been in the scenario twice. I've, I've lived in a big, beautiful house outside of Seattle and I was working really hard to attain it. And it was all about my ego and it was all about showing off and driving up and, oh my gosh, you know, look at this beautiful house David lives in. And it was not a fun experience. I remember walking around, looking at all my stuff, thinking I'm miserable. Mm. This go around, I worked on myself and I manifested the joy. The joy brought me to this place where I have the stuff, but I know now that the stuff isn't manufacturing the joy. It's just a byproduct of it. A red flag in my mind is if, if I catch myself or if I hear someone else saying, if only, uh, if only I could win the lottery. If, if only I could get a new car, if only I could get a new job, yeah, if, or once if I, only once I, I could this. meet someone. Yeah. Once I solve this problem, I'm finally going to be happy. And you've got to put the cart before the horse. You've got to be happy and joyful first, not need the stuff because the vibration of need generally chases away the things that we think we need. That's why we stay in this perpetual state of not enough money, poor health, you know, bad relationships, whatever, whatever we're recreating for ourselves in our lives until we finally learn that, oh, wait a minute, I can stop right now, wherever I am with my, you know, aging body, my lack of relationship, my loneliness, my small house, uh, you know, my small bank account, whatever it is, or all of it. And I can still find things to be joyful about just because I'm alive, just because I'm in this beautiful world. And if I turn off media long enough, that's telling me that I'm supposed to be terrified and miserable and walk outside and look around and realize that, wait a minute, you know, the world is not crashing down around me the way media tells me it is. The birds are chirping, the, the sun is out, uh, the wind is blowing, the plants are thriving, you know, people are out doing their thing. That's what life really is, not this thing that someone's bottling or packaging and showing you on media to scare you and lower your vibration. It's not that. It's not. Your reality is absolutely your reality. You're, you're walking outside and finding things to appreciate, and suddenly you're in a joyful state. You can make that your practice, and you can start stringing together joyful moment after joyful moment and live a joyful day, and then start stringing those days together, and suddenly you're living a joyful life. We talk a lot about abundance with in, in Taya, and... The, the, the message that you just gave um, meets and matches exactly the way the experience that I had living the Taya path, because the, the, the feeling and the energy of need is very real. Need creates need. And if our listeners find themselves in that position of realizing that Okay, yes, I, I know I feel needy. I know I am needy. How do I get out of that feeling of being needy into abundance? Abundance to me now, David, is appreciating what you just said. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. It's a beautiful day. The clouds are beautiful. I feel awesome. I feel great. Um, just having positive appreciation for, for everything. and even, and I found this hard to understand for a while, but I understand it now, even appreciating the challenges and the hurdles that come our way every day. Um, meet your obstacles in joy. 
are you crazy? Are you, what are you smoking? <laughs> Meet your obstacles and joy means I've got a new challenge to apply my Taya tools and learn, learn the personal development, the personal growth that this challenge uh, that the universe has brought to me to teach me. Okay. The challenges that come our way are put in our way to help us to grow. I know our listeners understand that, but that to me is, is my experience of abundance is man, come my way. I'm happy with it. Let's, you know, let's deal with it. Let show me, let me show you how I'm going to apply my Taya tools to this challenge. That's, that's the, that's the approach that I take now. I love it. I love it. And I'm, I'm doing that now, nowadays on autopilot where I just meet every, I still have obstacles. Everybody does. We're all operating in vibrational mm. flow. This practice doesn't deliver you from the human experience because we came here to have the human experience. And I had something happen this week where uh, I had a, a tooth pulled kind of toward the back of my mouth right before COVID hit. Right. Probably talked about that, this on here before. So I had it pulled and you have to wait so many months before you can go and get the implant done uh, to get a, a new false tooth put in, right? And right after COVID, I had this done right before COVID. Of course, after COVID hit, nobody was um, you know, doing any of that type of work for that first year or so of COVID. And so I just kind of forgot about it. And I got used to having like this missing tooth back there. Well, finally, that's all sort of wrapped up and over with now, thankfully. And I went uh, this fall, this, this, this fall to um, get the implant done. Well, this week, uh, the implant is this, this titanium screw they put up in your jaw. And then it's got to heal over for like three or four months. And after three or four months, it heals, it takes, it grafts. And then they, pop, they plug a tooth into it, essentially a fake tooth. <laughs> Sorry to be so graphic, but that's how they do it. Anyway, so I uh, had the implant done back in October. It's now December. And the other day, I kind of noticed that, oh, there's like this, this screw head like emerging from my jaw. I wonder if that's normal. And I texted them and they said, of course, said, come right in. And I went in and I plopped down in the chair and this was like a $4,000 screw put in my head and I had to be put under anesthesia. I, I haven't had that done since I had my wisdom teeth removed in 19. And it was a big deal. You know, it was a very painful recovery and it was just kind of gross and uncomfortable, you know, having all that stuff added. And so uh, she looks at my mouth, she reaches in and just pulls it right out. And she says, it failed. And I just took it so well. And I could tell by the way they were handling me that when that happens, people are really upset. You know, they're either angry at the doctor or the situation, or they're just angry that, you know, or upset that they're going to have to go through the surgery all over again, which I will. Uh, and I just didn't respond that way. I just was kind of laughing with the doctor about it. And uh, he, you know, he, it was just not such a big deal. And it was just one of those things. It's, it's what happened. I'll get it redone in February and it's fine. And I think they were really, uh, kind of taken uh, aback the, the, my reaction to it. Like, oh, well, you know, that's, that's fine. That's no problem. It's, it's fine. And I have really taught myself to respond to every challenge that way to just, this is just part of my life experience. It's an experience that I'm having, that I'm having this tooth thing that's taking longer than, than I wanted. And, you know, spending this year, you know, remodeling the house and doing all those things, there's all kinds of twists and turns and problems to be solved. And that's what life is. That's what life is. And what the stream has come and taught us is that all of those problems that we manifest for ourselves and we manifest all of them, mm -hmm. we create them for the purpose 
of solving it or moving through the experience and becoming a more sophisticated version of ourselves in doing that. So when you start absorbing that system, then your, your challenges become things that you can instantaneously appreciate. And when you instantaneously appreciate, you raise your vibration above neutral, you raise your vibration above neutral, you are in that source territory. And those of you that are listening that haven't done the spiral training, it's available on our YouTube channel. Um, it's the numeric vibrational spiral. If you take that, and I'm about to update it, I'm going to do another one in, in the next few weeks where um, you can really see how you go up your spiral, you're more in source consciousness, you go down, you're more in ego. They both have a function. We're not going to eliminate either of them. Mm -hmm. But the more you operate in source, the more you're able to solve and create, because that is truly the source of all creation, that consciousness. And we all have it in us. And when we get down in the lower vibration, we're paying more attention to our ego, which was something that we created via our reaction to our environment. And, and very often it's got a lot of fear and abundance blocks. Uh, you know, I was hurt by this as a child and I never want anything like that to happen again. So I put this wall up of, you know, never again. We all do that. And it creates a human experience for us. But gosh, we're becoming so advanced now that we're really learning how creation occurs and we're learning how to, to manipulate our spiral in a positive direction because energy has created all these tools to sort of drag it down. I hate to be pessimistic about it, but you see evidence of that everywhere. But you don't have to, to continue to live your life that, that way. You can always raise your vibration. So Brent, why don't we do this? Why don't we, uh, we'll jump over onto Patreon and I want you to, to wrap up and sharing your top five tools to bring joy into your life every day. So we're gonna be sharing that over on our Patreon page. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, uh, it's patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. Uh, we have a very active community over there. We do all sorts of live videos every week. There's lots of posts and things like that. And we have the expanded version of this podcast. So every time we do an episode of the stream of David, we do an, uh, a, another episode uh, that's kind of the tag on to the stream of David expanded for our Patreon subscribers. So please check that out. We'd love to see you over in our community. There's a lot of uh, live streams and things that we offer over there. Every Sunday morning, we're doing Sunday Soul Food now where I channel the stream live. Uh, we have a new host, uh, Stacy Clinet, the Taya lead coach is now co-hosting with me. Debbie's going to be out for a while. If you watch Claim Your Power Hour, we do that every Thursday night. We're gonna move the time now to 4 p.m. Pacific. So every Thursday night, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, we're live in Patreon. Uh, most of the time I'm channeling and, and, and interacting with Stacy. We have lots of fun. Uh, it's kind of a lighthearted, fun thing where Sunday Soul Food is a little more deep and soulful message from the stream. But you get both of those things uh, depending on the tier that you're in in Patreon. But the, uh, the podcast plus tier is a great place to start. So check us out and uh, we will be over there where Thank you all for listening. Brent, uh, I do appreciate you joining and I hope to see all of you over on Patreon. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there. <laughs>